Yo, welcome you to another episode of Porch Talk. This is your host, Alan, and we're going to start the show off with a song just out in Birmingham, Alabama. It's by the Blips, it's a song called Inside Out. Here we go. Welcome you 
to another episode of Porch Talk. We are burning the phone lines down with Levi Seymour of Phone Lines. And he's got a hot, hot saying for you. So, Brother Levi, how goes it and what is the saying? Or it, it comes later, doesn't it? It comes whenever it comes. It comes whenever it's ready. Um, okay. I'm doing good, man. We got a tornado last night. We, uh, it's probably like 200 yards or so away from the house, so. We've, uh, we've had quite a bit of danger lately, too, over the past two weeks with weather. Yeah, I don't know that I like this whole every weekend there's going to be some sort of, uh, like, weather travesty or something that happens. Right. Um, They've got it scheduled pretty good, though. They do. It's like, okay, so we're going to make Monday the prettiest day of the week, and by Friday, we're just going to... Make you wish that you enjoy the weekend on the weekdays. Yeah, your yard's going to look really good Monday through Thursday. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you're going to get tons of leaves and limbs blowing in the yard. And it's going to be rainy and muddy. Just going to completely undo everything that you did. No big deal. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's an old commercial that the NFL used to do. And... uh I think it was to sell merch like uh, jerseys and stuff, but they would end it with, you want the NFL? Go to the NFL. Nice. And so, about to go to the NFL, baby. Yeah, yeah, that's what we're going to do. All right, and so we got, what, three big things to go over, and then we're going to break them down? I think uh, four or five. Great, I'm ready. So, it is, uh, NFL Draft is Thursday, um, will be round one, they started doing the, uh, they did their, like, mock draft thing to see if the, doing the draft from, like, their own computers was gonna work, the virtual draft, I think is what they're calling it, Mm -hmm. and, uh, evidently, it wasn't great, (laughs) so, um, but they're still having, still planning on having draft, um, but I can only imagine, like, how big of a mess it's going to be. But in that regard, NFL offseason is, I guess, coming to a close. So the draft is still happening. We don't know when the uh, season is going to start. Right. But Thursday's the draft. So we're going to talk about a few things NFL-related. Great. So I believe question number one is, teams for the upcoming season if there is a season uh possible train wrecks yes yeah so i wrote down um possibilities for uh disaster whether that be you know disaster for a given team varies you know based on where they are in their um current franchise so like a disaster for the like the Jets, yeah. you know, wouldn't be necessarily like having a losing season, but a disaster for the Bucks would be like to miss the playoffs because, you know, they went all in and went for Brady and all that. But if you're already a crap team, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be a disaster. Like if the uh, Bengals had another losing season, that wouldn't be a disaster. Like you expect that. Right. Um, 
So number one on my list of teams, uh, in no particular order, that could be heading towards disaster this season is the Houston Texans. My baby boys. Oh boy. Um, so our general manager is our head coach, which is almost never a good idea unless you are Bill Belichick, which Bill O'Brien is not. They share one thing in common, that's their first name. Other than that, nothing. Right. Um, in the last 12 months, we've traded or let go of Jadavion Clowney, um, DeAndre Hopkins, and um, somebody else. But we also traded like a bunch of first-round picks for the left tackle, and we haven't signed him to an extension yet. Um, we're basically going to have to just like give him a blank check and say however much you want to get paid. That's how much you get. We've traded for Randall Cobb, traded for David Johnson. We didn't really need to. Um, traded for Brandon Cooks, who's got, I think, it averages a concussion per game over the last couple of years. It's really shaping up to be good. So, it is shaping up to be good. Um, not only that, like you would figure with all the people that we've traded and how good they are, you know, we'd get some extra picks for that. And I say we because I am a member of the Houston Texans. But, um, no, we don't. We, we have less picks <laughs> than when we started. Um, so I think our first pick takes place in the second round, which is always what you want. Um, and uh, <laughs> it's, it's preferable. Yeah. Now I mean, got... going in the first round, I mean, it's really overrated. <laughs> Like, there's so much pressure on, like, I mean, who who's going to pick who. By the time the second round comes around, everyone's, like, ready. Ready for business. All right. Yeah. Makes perfect sense. I mean, it's not like you can get, like, a Deshaun Watson in the first round or anything like that. Right. Um, but anyway, not only that, so we've got four people really five, four or five deep at receiver with people that, like, need touches and playing time with Randall Cobb, who we signed to more money than he's worth, Brandon Cooks, who we just traded, um, a pick for, uh, Will Ford was a first-round pick three years ago, who's good, and Kenny Stills, who we traded for last year. Um, so that's four, like, starters in the NFL, and this season is like one of the most loaded receiver drafts since 2014, which had Odell Beckham and Mike Evans, Kevin Benjamin, and uh, Sammy Watkins, not to mention Jarvis Landry, not to mention several other receivers. Like, it was loaded. I think Devontae Adams also in that draft. I remember um, that year. So this draft coming up is a loaded receiver draft, and we have nowhere to put a receiver. So we're not going to draft a receiver, even though you can get him for cheaper use one of these picks that we it's a mess um anyway I need help on the offensive line don't have enough picks to address that haven't spent any money in pre-agency toward the offensive line it could be a mess um the disaster would be if things keep on going the way that they're going we're in an extremely weak division but Almost everyone in our division has good pass rushers. So our best player is our quarterback. 
if we can't protect him, then there goes not just this season, but probably next season, and then he's going to want to probably leave. That all around, right? Yeah. So that's the disaster I foresee. I'll give you uh, one of mine. And I think it, like, happens Thursday is I think I got the Miami Dolphins on possible disaster watch. Depending on who they, depending depend, depending on who they take. Cause right now I do not believe like there's a fair amount of quality quarterbacks entering the draft this season, but I don't think that's the emphasis for them. No, so that's I want to talk about that a little bit later too. Okay. Um, uh, Dolphins is interesting because they're one that I didn't think they could screw up this next year because honestly like the worse they are the better it is for them because they have so much to fix um if they pick a quarterback uh which i don't think they should but if they do they need to sit him for the whole year pull the old aaron Rodgers or um, what have you right my number two team is the new york jets because so this is the year Tom Brady's left. So the Patriots, you figure, are probably going to be a little bit weaker. Dolphins are a train wreck. Bills, you never know. They were good last year um, and made the playoffs. But you really never know with them. Um, the Jets, they last year kind of got derailed early on when Darnold caught mono. Um, but they paid Le'Veon Bell a bunch of money. Um, and everybody kind of gave him a pass that it didn't work out with Le'Veon Bell and uh, Darnold because, you know, Darnold got sick, so all the attention was on Bell, so he wasn't going to be able to be productive. But all that excuse is gone now. So if Darnold doesn't prove to be, you know, what they thought he was going to be his rookie year, then then where you go? You have to restart the rebuild that you're three years into, and that's that is a disaster because you wasted – three years on nothing basically right um yeah you have another one or do you want me to keep going go ahead the third one i have is the raiders um ah i was thinking about them man because i thought they were on such a good path and then they just got rid of everybody Why you got so many receivers? Or had? Remains to be seen. (laughs) (laughs) But they've got a good tight end. They've got a good young running back. Um, They had a pretty decent offensive line. I think they pay um, pretty pretty well for their offensive line. Um, Their defense was okay. And then, I mean, they were, like, competitive all year. But I just get the feeling that they're held together by such, like, a thin thread you know mm-hmm. that everything could come crashing down all of a sudden and that would be a messy and ugly divorce because Gruden is getting paid like 50 million over five years or something and last year was year two 
moving to Las Vegas. Um, <laughs> you really never know what could happen. Um, but yeah. this is also a big year for them picks-wise, where they've got tons and tons of draft capital, as the guys say. And if Mike Mayock and John Gruden can't figure out how to work a computer, it's going to be pretty bad news. Um, they're also not afraid to make controversial picks, as we saw last year, where they drafted um, Clemson's linemen like, way too early. But they could have traded down, got more picks, and then still picked them up. But they just drafted them like fourth overall or something. Yeah. Uh, what about the Bucks? Do you have them on your list? I have the Bucks on my list. Yeah. Yes. I think it's so. The whole thing is so risky. Like you got, mm-hmm. you got Tom Brady, and um, I guarantee you they're not running a Belichick system down there in Tampa. And so it's going to be curious to see Brady outside of a system. So that's probably the thing is like Bruce Arians is the coach in uh, in Jacks or Tampa Bay. Um, Bruce Arians runs a uh, vertical zone offense, which means they do zone run, which is fine. That's like Mike Shanahan implemented that in like the 90s, and that's been extremely successful since then. Zone run is like a really good way to run the ball. On top of that, they do the vertical offense, so what they like to do is run, 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 get the defense to commit, and then take long shots down the field. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why Jameis had 30 interceptions last year as well as 5,000 yards passing. Because you can get a lot of big plays, but if you're not accurate, it's not going to work. Well, where Brady really struggled last year was throwing the ball medium to deep routes. He's good at throwing the ball short because mm-hmm. he has these little speed receivers and he's still accurate in that range. Yeah, Julian. wasn't too good at throwing the ball deep. Um, part of that could have been because he didn't have any receivers that could go deep. And in Tampa Bay, he's going to have uh, Mike Evans and Charles Godwin. I think it's Charles Godwin. Someone Godwin. Um, but, and O.J. Howard still. Mm-hmm. But, like all last year, he struggled to throw the ball deep. They don't have a running back. Um, I don't know what their offensive line situation is like, so I don't know. Um, but Bruce Arians likes to throw the ball deep. Don't know if Brady still can. Don't know how good their defense is. Um, so the biggest concern, so when they go into this draft, if they don't have it, they really need to focus on offensive line and defensive line. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because I, I think, like, with with that being said about Brady, he's going to need a lot of protection. Yeah. So that's kind of like a backwards way of building your team for like how the NFL's been going, usually you try to build up the lines first and then you get your playmakers either in free agency or in the draft uh-huh. and they've kind of gone the other way and they've had, you know, they have Mike Evans and Godwin and um, some playmaking defensive players, I think. Um, what do you think about that, though? Can... Is it kind of like, okay, let's just take this for instance, what uh, the Pelicans did for Salone with the Brow? Do you think they were just trying to give the franchise a face to bring crowds back and get into it? Maybe. So with the NFL, it's a little bit different because yeah. your window for rebuild.
quick? Long, really. So, like, in NBA rebuild, you can, you're given, like, two to three years. Um, in the NFL, you, like, pretty much have to be competitive or you have to be tanking every year. There's no real in-between. So you can tank maybe two years at tops, but after that, like, you better be – because you can get a – if you want to build your team, you can get – it doesn't matter if you pick – first or 30th you can get an offensive lineman that's going to be pretty good or a defensive lineman that's going to be pretty good if you do your job and you scout right but what i mean with building line is like typically teams will try and build the line first to where they have offensive tackles and guards that don't have to like learn the position Mm -hmm. as they're going with um these veteran quarterbacks and receivers and running backs you know you want to add in like a playmaking running back or receiver later on because, I mean, how hard is it to – it's harder to teach offensive line, I think, and get good production out of an offensive lineman early than it is a receiver or running back. You'd rather have your um, your foundation set first rather than the playmakers. What good is a playmaker if you can't get the ball out? Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking Leatherwood hmm. – I wonder, like, I wonder who's going to be some of the best offensive lines coming out of college football this past season. I really like some of them uh, big old boys from Georgia. So one of the Georgia guys is like a consensus top five pick this year. I thought LSU had a phenomenal offensive line. They really did. I don't know how many of them were juniors and seniors. I think that might be the scary thing. I don't recall right now. Alabama had uh, had a couple that were really really good um yeah i think like iowa and michigan they always have one guy that's like oh yeah this is the best uh, offensive tackle i've ever seen um the but yeah the bucks need to to shore up their line for sure and spend some serious capital on that and then either sign or um draft a run back in one of the later rounds because there's a lot of good running backs in this draft too that are not going to get drafted in the first round and we'll talk about that in a little bit yeah but my fifth team is the falcons i think the falcons could have an awful year <laughs> so they still have matt ryan still have julio still have calvin ridley right he's calvin um mm-hmm. they got rid of their running back they got todd Gurley to come um Todd Gurley has arthritis in both of his knees, I think, which is what you want in a starting running back. Um, That's a good point. They were such a weird team last year because they could not score, and they could not stop anybody else from scoring. But they can't score, and they had... That's a good formula. That was MVP two years ago, and Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley, and you can't score any points. What's the deal? So what, where was the problem? I don't know. Because um, there's, there's, there's no way that, you know, given all the teams that they played, that there was a defense that was going to be too competitive to hold Ridley and Julio back the whole time. There's not a team in the NFL that can do that. <laughs> um, you have to pretty much do it yourself. Um, and they played... Tampa twice, Carolina twice, and New Orleans twice, and none of those teams are like 
world beaters on defense. Like, Carolina had a pretty decent defense, but then their offense was crap, so they are always giving the ball right back. Um, so, I don't know. I think Sarkeesian was their offensive coordinator last year, though, which might explain some of that. Um, no Sark love for me. But, yeah, this could be the year that they have to, like, blow it up. And I'm thinking either they either need to make a trade while the offseason's going on, or they're going to have to do it before trade deadline week six or seven. Um, Julio has already gotten paid most of his money off of his contract because he had he signed a $62 million deal, and he had $60 million of it like paid up front, <laughs> like, which is crazy that you can do that. But it also helps the Falcons out because now if they wanted to trade him, the team – that they're trading to doesn't have to take on any money. And I personally um, would like to offer uh, Randall Cobb straight up for Julio Jones. Who says not? I mean, okay. fair is fair, right? Fair is fair. Um, so those are the five teams I have headed for disaster. Houston, the New York Jets, Las Vegas Raiders, the Atlanta Falcons and the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Give me a hot take on New Orleans. I think they'll win the division this year. I don't know if that's a hot take. That's uh, yeah, think. that's one team. Like I was thinking about, you know, when I was, I was just trying to maybe come up with something kind of oddball, but I think they're gonna be fine. Every team is kind of in flux and. You know, the Bucks are swinging for the fences in that division. I think Atlanta's going to be a dumpster fire, and I don't think Carolina's going to be good. So, 9-7, and 10-6 probably gets them in the playoffs. 11-5 probably wins the division. There you go. I think it's doable. Well, dude, it is 5 o'clock. All right, let's take a brief break for a word from our sponsor. Our sponsor is... Teriyaki sauce. Teriyaki sauce. It's just brown water, but you love it. Mmm. 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 Teriyaki sauce. Good brown water. Featuring high salt and low salt. Mmm. Just like soy sauce. My next segment is one I'd like to call Big Year. So which teams are going to have a big year? And a couple of these I don't really need to talk about. But... Let me let me hear uh, what a big year for you you think is. Okay, I think it's kind of the opposite of what we just did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like this, maybe last season um, was mediocre, or maybe it was a dumpster fire. But this year, you're left in a real good spot because of the draft to really um, outshine other teams in your division that uh, usually get you. Is the Browns going to be on your list? Yeah, me neither. (laughs) (laughs) I just feel like every time another team in the division kind of opens the door um, to let the Browns, like, creep up, somebody else takes their place instead of the Browns. Or it's like, it should have been the Browns last year. Like, they should have been competitive or good, and they just were not. Like, whatever reason, it didn't happen. Um... But along the lines, one of the teams I have on the list is the Ravens. And they did have a big year last year. 
but um, wheels kind of fell off in the playoffs immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and to have that much regular season success and then uh, kind of falter like that in the playoffs is pretty bad. Um, they might have just ran into a bad matchup with the Titans, might have just had a bad day. But I feel like they're perfectly set up to just run it right back, um, get some more playmakers on offense, playmakers on defense. Everything else for them is pretty much set. So all you've got to do is kind of fine-tune. Um, they run back the same coaches, same quarterback, same receiving core. So, I mean, their hey. formula works. Why not keep doing it? Now you got my mind turning on the Titans. You know, they had such a good playoff run. Titans not on my list. They probably should win the division next year because um, the Texans are trying their hardest to screw everything up. Um, Sorry. Next team on my list went to the Super Bowl. I just feel like they should win the Super Bowl this next year or at least go back again. That's the 49ers. Don't have much to say about them other than uh, if they can teach Jimmy Garoppolo to throw more than 15 times a game and be good at it. Or yeah. if they get any of their other three running backs back from injury, then they should be better than they were this last year. Yeah, and that's the um, thing. It's like, why do you need Garoppolo to throw? You don't. They, like, Brita is an amazing running back, and he was injured off and on. Tevin Coleman is a really good running back, injured off and on. No. Um, Jeff McKinnon hasn't played for him yet, been injured, and he's really fast and good. And then they had um, that other dude who ran for 200 yards in, against the... Uh, Packers. And I was like, where did this dude come from? Mm-hmm. Um, Raheem Mostert. So, whatever they're doing on offense, they can run the ball. Um, so, and their defense is still kicking butt all the time. That was one of the best Super Bowls I had seen in a long time. Mm-hmm. It was tremendous. Big fan. Um, but yeah, Niners should have a big year again. Uh, Chiefs should have a big year again. I agree with both uh, of that. My two um, kind of under-the-radar picks, which this is not going to be an under-the-radar pick for a lot of sports media because somebody picks them to win the Super Bowl every year, even though they're usually far off. Dallas Cowboys. I feel like the Dallas Cowboys are perfectly set up. Um, their roster is deep from top to bottom. Uh, they had a really good defense last year, had a decent offense. Don't know what happened. I have no idea. I have no idea why they lost so many games, because they should not have. No, they shouldn't have. You know who my mind was on? And it's one of them teams that you don't think about. I I guess it's kind of like they're not maybe the very middle of the pack. I wonder what the season's going to look like for the Bears. on my disaster team list <laughs> just because their quarterback situation is terrible. Well, that could possibly be fixed with this draft. But I, I'm thinking like there's going to be more quarterbacks that go in the first round than probably should. They they can't take a first-round quarterback this year because, because they traded so much up to get traded so much to get up to get Trubisky second overall and um, 
years ago. That was the Mahomes and Watson draft. They traded up to get um, Mitch Trubisky, and uh, he sucks. So, <laughs> so um, they can't do it yet. If they're going to get his replacement and want to draft him, they'll have to do it in like a later round where it doesn't look like they're trying to get his replacement. But that's such a backward situation that I don't even know if you want to do that. Um, who knows? Well, there you go. He's been awful. So, um, my last team, by the way, I think Dallas probably wins that division this year. I don't think the Giants are good. I don't think Skins will be good. And, uh, uh, the Eagles, eh, you never know. But Dallas is by far the most talented team in that division, I believe. And number four, the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. The Cousins, man. Um, yeah. They got rid of Stefan Diggs, which is not good. Um, but then again, it is a loaded receiver class, so they could definitely... Um, replace his production if they pick the right one. Um, they got like the 20, 20th pick or something. Okay. So, Rubs will probably be there. That's um, what I was going to ask you. Who should they take, do you think? I think Rugs is tremendous. And I'd probably rather have him with the 20th pick than Judy with like the 10th pick. That's just me. Um, but... Yeah, I think they could replace his production. I think Dalvin Cook is electric. Um, I think Cousins is okay enough to be what they need. And their defense is always solid. They have some really good linebackers all the time. And they have a really good defensive line. So as long as they can stay balanced enough, I think that they could push for like maybe one of the better teams in the NFC. Um, I think... Dallas and uh, Minnesota are probably my top two in the NFC in terms of like wow. talent and the way they're set up for next year. Cool. All right, who is this fifth team? Uh, Ravens and Chiefs. I just threw them in there because they're or um, yeah, I think Chiefs. I have fifth. I don't think the Chiefs should take a major step back at all. Um, I know there's always that worry about like Super Bowl hangover or whatever, like. I think they were injury bit throughout the year last year, and they won the Super Bowl. I think they could dominate next year. That's why I put them on the list because, like, they kind of limped into the playoffs a little bit, and then once they kind of slept on them for real. Yes, like everybody was kind of like, "This is the Ravens' year," and they they got to the playoffs and pooped the bed, and the Chiefs got there and like flipped the switch. I mean. If I was betting, man, I probably would have picked the Patriots last year going into the playoffs to win. Me too. Um, especially with how the Texans started out against the Chiefs. They were kind of putting it to them. And then the Texans um, did what they did, and that still hurts my feelings. But um, I think the Chiefs could go like 15-1 and one this year. I think it could be that kind of a year. Wow. Cool, man. I don't have anything to add or subtract. I like those picks. Let's do, um, so... I guess, I guess okay, okay, before we move on, let me put two teams in this mix. Okay. Um, what about the Packers? I have the Packers. Um, 
I have them in my running for Super Bowl contenders. Okay. And Seahawks. It's always so hard to say. I'm, like, I have them probably between those two lists, between disaster teams and mid-year teams. Cause I, They're swinging. Every year, every year it starts out like that. Like, this could either be the year they have to trade everyone, or this could be the year they win the Super Bowl. It's like... <laughs> Okay. Pick one, please. <laughs> but I don't know. They're they're such a weird team. I have no idea. Yeah. They could go eight and eight would probably be the most surprising thing to me because I think they're either going to go four and twelve or twelve and four. <laughs> so, so, so it's a crasher. It's. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a was the old Bon Jovi song. It's a blaze of glory. Like, are any of the people on that team, like, um, old enough to even be, like, in that type of situation where it's like, we should tear it all down, but it's just, I don't know, it seems so chaotic all the time yeah. <laughs> over there. Um, so my five teams are the 49ers, Dallas Cowboys, Ravens, uh, the Vikings, and the Chiefs. Okay. There you go. Um, up next, I have five players who you're looking at in the draft that you're interested to see where they go. Is that what I had said? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that, that was the one. Interested to see where they go. Yeah. I'll let you go ahead first. Yeah, okay, so I guess it's on everybody's mind. Is where is Tua and Joe Burrow gonna wind up? Because a I'm lot of people, a lot of folks are predicting Miami for Tua, our Chargers. Yeah. And then Burrow is like maybe a Bengal. I think Burrow is locked into being a Bengal, and I don't think he should be. Not because I don't think he's talented or probably the best quarterback prospect in this year's draft. I don't think um, he is. I think it's an argument either way. And he had a good enough season that you can't not take him if you're taking a quarterback first. Yeah. I mean, you don't throw 80% pass completion rate in the SEC for mm-hmm. being a slouch. Um, so I think the Bengals will take him. I don't think they should. I think they probably should, just like we were talking about earlier, I don't think they should take a quarterback first and then try to build your line. I think you should trade down from that position. Um, give it to somebody who maybe has their team already kind of set, maybe like uh, Patriots, you know, and say, okay, I'll take three second rounders from you and four third rounders for the next however many years, and you get Joe Burrow. How does that sound to you? Um, and like if I'm a Patriots, I would probably do something like that, you know, because um, <clears throat> their starter for this next year is either Brian Hoyer or Jarrett Stidham. I don't think they want to do that. Um, anyway, so, you know, yeah, I think <clears throat> the thing about Stidham, and uh, this is another curious one for me, is Fromm reminds me a lot of Stidham. Mm-hmm. I think Fromm was, uh, to me, over the past few years of watching him, 
I thought he was the most pro-style quarterback, especially in the SEC that they've had in some time. I thought it was underutilized. Uh, I'm not going to go off on Kirby Smart and I don't, you know, and all that with offensive coordinating. I don't understand the playbook this season for them, but I think that Jake Fromm is perfect for the NFL. But I thought Stedham was too. Yeah. Well, I think the SEC does that to quarterbacks sometimes where um, they'll look incredible, like Aaron Murray or uh, who was old son from Arkansas a while back that ran Allen maybe. That That sounds right. And then uh, they get to the NFL, and it's like they can't do anything. Um, but Aaron Murray, I mean, not Aaron Murray, um, Fromm would have games like the uh, SEC championship two years ago against Alabama, where in the first half he could not miss. Like every pass he was throwing, like a 30-yard strike in a window like that big um, yeah. to his tight end, like over the top of an all-world safety. And then in the second half, they're like, yeah, we're going to run screens, but make them go backwards. It's like, you know, if he wins that game, maybe everything's different. But this year, he kind of didn't do great. Um, so he does, I'm glad you brought up Stidham because he, he does have a lot of parallels to him in that regard. <clears throat> to where, you know, he was a highly rated recruit even um, coming to uh, Auburn from Baylor where people were talking about specifically Auburn fans. But um, yeah. saying that he's going to be this and that, and he just kind of doesn't do anything, probably because of the offense. Um, <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I think Fromm is interesting, and probably in one of those situations like the Bears, you know, where if they take him, like, in the fourth or fifth round, um, he could probably push Trubisky for his job just because Trubisky's that bad and Fromm is probably that undervalued at this point. Mm-hmm. Of opposite side of the ball, I know his first name was Chase. I think it was Chase Williams out at Ohio State. Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. Chase Young. Yeah, that's right. Um, I'm curious to see where he goes. He's supposed to go second. Um, it feels like almost a lock because everyone thinks that the Bengals are going to take uh, Burrow, which they probably will, and then the best player is probably Chase Young, kind of similar to the Miles Garrett thing. Did Garrett go first? I don't, I don't remember. Um, but yeah, he'll probably go to uh, Washington. And the interesting thing about Chase Young, I saw, is that his win percentage on pass rushes was the highest in the NCAA last year. So usually you'll see like these athletic freaks, or not usually, but sometimes you'll see these athletic freaks like a Clowney or Miles Garrett, and they'll look the part for sure. And look like Greek gods, you know, carved out of marble and run a four six and have all this strength and agility and stuff. But then their win percentage on um, pass rush won't be as high. Well, Chase Young is number one, like, and it was like twenty percent of every <laughs> every time the opposing quarterback dropped back he was beating his assignment. Mm-hmm. So a fifth of the time, he was beating his assignment. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. He, was, uh, he was so electric. He was definitely my favorite defensive player to watch this past college football season. Um, I think there's a lot of great linemen, but, I mean, you never really hear, like, well, I'm just curious to see where, uh, you know, Leatherwood's going to go. <laughs> yeah. I have. 
So I have two on my list to see where he might go, and that is probably more influenced by the fact that there's all these rumors about other teams trading up with either the Chargers or with the Dolphins to try and get him. Um, like the Patriots are rumored to try and trade up with the Dolphins. I don't know why the Dolphins would do that, but um, I don't know. Only because the Dolphins are in the same division as the Patriots, and if you trade uh, maybe a Hall of Fame quarterback to a division rival, that's probably a, a bad thing. You know, if everything shakes out the way it could and to it ends up being like the next Steve Young or whatever, imagine trading that to, like if Alabama traded that to LSU and you had to face them for the next 20 years. <laughs> Terrible. That'd be horrible. Um, my number two is Jerry Judy um, versus C.D. Lamb because everything I've seen now is saying that like C.D. Lamb is probably going to go ahead of Judy, and I think that's a gigantic mistake. Not that I don't think Judy will be or Lamb will be good. I just think Judy's going to be awesome. I do too. I think he'll be just as electric as you know previous SEC wide receivers of that caliber who have been going specifically from Alabama and Georgia over the past five years. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I don't know. It, I guess it does depend on what kind of offense you run, but in that same breath, like Jerry Judy fits into any offense you want to run. So, the thing that's so impressive uh, about this uh, core, which some are going pro now, from that Alabama wide receiving core is their ability to block downfield. Yeah. It's like they 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 were so they were so stinking impressive like when the ball wasn't intended for them they were doing their job. Whatever that was. Where I hope he doesn't go is the Bills because that guy cannot hit an open receiver. Um and that's that's usually like where these young receivers go is to places where they need they think that the quarterback what's wrong is that they need another weapon but that's not the issue the issue is that the quarterback stinks so I don't know if I was uh, Miami I would just take either I would take Judy you know I'd trade down from 5th or 6th 5th and get Judy with 10 you know but because uh, receivers you can kind of take early you know just have that receiver whenever your quarterback gets there. I wouldn't take Tua and not have have anybody to throw to. Yeah. Uh, you have another one, or do you want me to go next? Uh, I mean, I don't. I don't think it's. I'm more curious to see how he'll be drafted than like where he goes. Like, I wonder if Jalen will enter in the draft as an athlete instead of a quarterback. He's been saying quarterback. It's kind of the. Uh, to a lesser extent of what the Lamar Jackson thing was, or, or Tebow, I guess. Um, they were like, you should come in as a receiver, Lamar Jackson. He's like, actually, I'll win MVP my second year. How about that? <laughs> See, I, I like Jalen as being a, a inner in as a receiver. Um, yeah. I, I mean, if he I wants to go as a quarterback, that's fine with me too, but I think – Whatever he does, uh, he he has the possibility, just like Lamar Jackson, to be electric. I look at Jalen almost exactly like uh, Dak Prescott. 
because I did not think Dak was all that in terms of being a passer in college because he wasn't at Mississippi State, being honest. Like, he was not that electric of a passer. Um, he had incredible vision, and he could beat you with your feet, though, or with his feet. Yes. Yes. And that's all he's done in the pros, too. Like, he doesn't put the ball on the dime, but he gets the job done. Um, and now he can't feed his family for less than $30 million a year. So What a shame. I think, yeah. I think Jalen Hurts could do that. And if I'm the Cowboys, I'd take him in a third round. You, know? you want to beg for more money, Dak? Cool. How about you beat Jalen Hurts in training camp first? Okay. Cool. My number three is Isaiah Simmons out of Clemson. Okay. He is a outside linebacker slash head rusher. Mm-hmm. He has posted like the most impressive combine numbers of any defensive athlete since like I don't know Deion Sanders slash Lawrence Taylor slash whoever you want to name. Like he ran a four six. He did however many. Um, bench press reps his shuttle times were like receiver speed shuttle times it was like this dude is insane so i want isaiah simmons on texans very much but we don't have a first round pick so we won't get him um and i'm he's who i'm most excited to see play this next year okay um, and i hope that the jaguars or <laughs> someone else in our division doesn't get him um Number four, I have an Auburn graduate, Marlon Davidson, defensive lineman. So, Highly agree. Uh, their Highly. number one defensive lineman is somebody Brown, I think. That's right. Um, That's right. It's Brown. And he's getting a lot of a lot of love, like second round, first round type of placement for the draft. And I like him a lot. Brown is very good, but. I saw Marlon Davidson play in high school, and I saw him chase down a running back from across the field on the far side, and he caught up and was faster than everybody else on the field, and he's 300 pounds. So I like Marlon Davidson. I want to see where he goes. I like both of those guys. Um, Mm -hmm. To me, this past season with Auburn, that was one of the most, especially that end of the defensive line, Like that was just a monstrosity. I I I hated, would have hated to deal with that. Um, I don't know how they didn't beat LSU. I I don't know how they – I mean, it was offense. They didn't have any offense. I mean, that's how. But, yeah, it wasn't because of the defense. Yeah, I was like, the defense was just outstanding. Yes. They talk about a waste, man. That defense was scary. And they just – it was weird because Auburn fans wanted to talk about how good their quarterback was. It's like he's not good. That, that is not already winning games, and he's not good. <laughs> I said that one time, and they said, well, he beat Kellen Mond in the game. Like, no, he did not. Like, if, if Auburn had Kellen Mond last year and a different offensive coordinator, um, they'd probably win the championship. But that's beside the point. Hot take. Hot take. My uh, number five, a running back who is projected to go in the fourth round, I think. J.K. Dobbins. I think this is who um, the Bucks should look at closely at picking up. And I think this is who the Texans should have drafted instead of giving um, David Johnson the money. Um, but 
J.K. Dobbins played with Ohio State last couple of years. He was electric. He has good burst. He has good vision. He can break tackles. He can catch. He's pretty much a complete back, but because he's running back, he's not going to go in the first round. Not going to go in the second round either because he's not one of the better running backs, I guess. But I think he's good. I would take him. I liked a lot of the players offensively and defensively for Ohio State last season. I thought they had they had a lot of weapons. Um, I don't know if it was just the coaching, the new coach, or what it was uh, with them last year. I thought they would be a lot more successful than what they were with what they had. They went to the playoff. I, th- I had them. Playoff. I had them going to the final, though. You know. Well, to be fair, they barely got beat by Clemson, right? Wasn't that a pretty close game? Yeah, I think so. But, no, they were, they were dope. <laughs> yeah, I was <laughs> like, Ohio, Ohio State, yeah, that's just it. They were dope. As, yeah, mu- as much were, as it sucks to say. Yeah, they, they, were, no, they were fun to watch, too. Yeah. Because uh, it was like all season, good. watching them, you turn on their game, you know, a game starts at 0-0. And then at nine and a half, you know, we're at twenty-one nothing Ohio State, and I was yeah. like, "Did I blink? What what happened?" Like J.K. Dobbins has two touchdowns. Fields has one. Um, Chase Young has a strip sack. He's running it in the end zone right now. Yeah. Jeez. Yeah. The, the, the kid was so electric, man. That uh, that old that whole Ohio State team, it was just unreal. Oh, they have the number one rated uh, defensive back coming out, too. Uh, Jeff Okuda. Mm-hmm. Yudoka. I always get the D and the K uh, confused. I'm just going to agree with you. Okay. I know the guy I know the guy you're talking about. Yeah, he's a, like a lockdown corner. It seems like they always have a lockdown corner and either a linebacker or a defensive lineman come out every year. Do you think they will now that Urban Meyer's gone? I wonder how I wonder how the new coach's recruiting is going to be. I wonder how mad Urban Meyer is that the Cowboys didn't take him. Because he was, like, campaigning for that job. He said, because um, he was on Colin Calvert, and they were uh, they asked him, like, do you think Lincoln Riley is going to take the job? And he's like, you know, I don't really know Lincoln like that. Um, but if I was him, I'd take it. He was like, you mean you would come back from retirement? Take it. He said, "Absolutely yes." If they called me right now, I would take it. Like that's as much as like begging for the job as you can do if you're Urban Meyer. Yeah. And they're like, mm, "We'll take Green Bay's old coach." Yeah. Which probably a smarter decision. Um. Next, I have 2020 MVP race. Spoiler alert: It is all quarterbacks. Yeah. Go figure. Um, number one, Chase Young. I think he's going to play both sides of the ball. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, number one, Patrick Mahomes, for part of the reason I listed earlier. I think they're going to go 15-1 this next year. And I think he's going to throw for five grand, and he's going to throw 50 touchdowns again, and he's going to be unstoppable again. I like that pick. I, I like watching him. He was um... – he was one of the best parts about the NFL last season. I just, you know, just don't really care anything about that team. But I would watch because of him, you know. 
Chiefs right now are probably the least hateable um, NFL franchise. Yeah. Which is weird because they've won a Super Bowl, and that typically is when people start hating you. Right. But nobody hates the Chiefs. Like, they're just fun. Except Tyreek Hill. Um, anyway, uh, my number two, which is contradictory to what I said earlier, is uh, Deshaun Watson. And it's because if the Texans don't turn into a garbage fire, if the Texans are successful and win 10 or 11 games, it'll be entirely because of him. Um, like, he will have to have won every single game for them. Which would make him an MVP? My opinion. Uh, who you got? I like Mahomes, man. Uh, other cat. I don't want to just agree with you. Um, I wouldn't have Deshaun Watson on there. Um, but it would be Mahomes probably. I'm trying to think of another another like quarterback that you could probably put in there. I don't think Lamar Jackson repeats. I don't either. I, I, I wasn't going to pick him. It's just kind of Mahomes in my mind. Really? I don't... Um, I've got Aaron Rodgers as my third. Okay. Because, so he's kind of had a couple, like, off years in a row where he hasn't been like Aaron Rodgers, you know. It's um, health-related as well, though, right? Yeah, it's health and coaching and all kinds of stuff. Like, the team hadn't been that good. Um, and if they can kind of get on track and get it going to work how I think they could... Um, they have a couple big games against the Vikings or whoever, like, because they're going to be on TV a lot too, which helps. Um, I mean, I think they could do it. It does depend on the draft. He has one receiver that he can throw to, um, and that's it. So that's never good. Um, but I think Rodgers could have a big year, and if that happens, uh, they like to give it to older guys sometimes too. Where like this might be your last one, so here's a MVP. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, and I don't think Brady's going to get that love this year. I don't either. Uh, he didn't even come close to the list. Like he, he didn't even. Mm-mm. I don't see. I don't see Tampa even winning that division. I don't think so. I think it'll be New Orleans. Right. Uh, um. I think it's 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 just going to be a hype beast, and I think I don't know, maybe maybe second, maybe maybe, but I don't think so. I think probably comfortably second because I think Atlanta again is going to be garbage, and Carolina it would take a lot for them to be good. Consider I think um I think Carolina's quarterback is Bridgewater. Do I have that wrong? I think they did get Bridgewater. Hmm. I hate that form if that's true. I like Bridgewater, but he's like a very comfortable starting quarterback. He's not he's not an MVP caliber. I don't have him on my list anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to throw for 60 touchdowns next year just to prove me wrong. <laughs> get him on your uh, fantasy uh, team. 2020-21 Super Bowl champion. 
to be honest with you, man, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised to see a rematch. So I have I have the AFC Championship being Ravens versus Chiefs, and I have the NFC Championship being Packers versus 49ers. Yep. I like those picks. <laughs> so it could be. I want to see Chiefs Packers actually. Mahomes versus Rodgers, your MVPs. Super Bowl uh, one rematch. Yeah. Super okay. Bowl one rematch. Okay. Yeah. That'd be cool. Anyway, that's all I got. News and notes. Thank you so much for listening to Porch Talk. I would ask that you would rate and review the show on whatever app it is that you listen to on. We're on YouTube. Also on the social medias, you can find us there. Porch Talk on Facebook. Porch Talk underscore 101 on Instagram and the Twitters. Now to walk this thing out the door, I have got possibly my favorite song by possibly my favorite band covered by Pete. JPKS, you may remember. He's been on the show. Also, former member of the Water Liars. Here is No One's Gonna Love You by Band of Horses. Covered by Pete.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.